Hey, it's Mo Ari. And Tiffany. And you're listening to the Hashtag Love Goals podcast. Before we get into this episode, I just want you to remember that every human, regardless of identity, needs these three things. Belonging, authenticity, and love. And after a decade of partnership, we've learned to co-create these things and so much more. So from wherever you're listening, we're going to go on a journey of becoming our own hashtag love goals. Now let's get into this episode. Hey, it's Mo Ari and Tiffany, and you are listening to the hashtag Love Goals podcast. We are so excited to have you here for a new episode today. I really wanted to get into the topic of submission mm. in the relationship because we are millennials. I don't know if you all knew, <laughs> but we are millennials, uh, and we have learned so much throughout our decade of knowing each other. Right, uh, but something is very, very tried and true in our relationship, which is that. We really see our relationship as a partnership, as one that is uh, all about equality and growth and transformation. And so much of what we do and what we think and what we co-create together is about developing something new right? through our love that is not just cookie cutter or just does what everybody else has done, mm-hmm. not for the sake of rebelling, but right. for the sake of doing it better. Right. Because... We all need to evolve. And if we see something hasn't worked or hasn't worked to our liking, we can't just recreate that in good conscience. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's why we are having this conversation. Yeah. I've gotten the opportunity to officiate several weddings. And whenever it comes to that love, honor and obey part, people are like, take that line out altogether. And I can't agree more. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I know that these conversations around submission in partnership come up a lot. I'll go ahead and remind everyone here. I am a transgender masculine person. And so even if you're listening to this and you thought that I was a cisgender hetero man, I'm not mad at you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I want you to know this is very, very important information because it means that I was assigned female at birth Mm -hmm. and I transitioned uh, somewhere during our courtship Mm -hmm. and now I identify as a masculine person. And with that transition, people stop seeing us as like two women together very quickly. And now they see us when we move through the world as a hetero relationship. And so, so many moments end up coming our way Mm -hmm. where people are perceiving us as cisgender and hetero. Right. And they are kind of projecting these expectations onto Tiffany, onto me about what the relationship should look like. Mm -hmm. And I do often find that people are expecting that Tiffany is either A, submitting to me (laughs) too much, submitting to me not enough. And I'm like, whoa, whoa there. What is the submission thing about? So that's what I want to talk about this. I want to break it down. I want to understand why the heck that's coming our way now. Right. Uh, Because I did not sign up for that. (laughs) And I'm just, I don't think Tiffany did either. We definitely didn't do the obey thing in in our vows. Right. Um, and even in my vows, I said, I'll try to anticipate your needs. Right. I might not get it right all of the time. Right. Uh, but that obey thing is like, wow, it's a it's a thing we need to talk about. So yeah. I set that up for us <laughs> to start diving in. And I really want to hear from Tiffany. She has a lot to say, obviously. Yeah, Mo, you hit on some stuff because I feel like 
throughout the course of the relationship, I'm either a church mouse, like I don't say nothing. I let you run the show or either I'm like needing to speak up more. Well, I guess that's one and the same. But it's you're like, saying those are the messages you get. Those from are the messages I give from other people. Like, did you ask Mo about that first before you made a decision? Excuse me? Like, no, that's not how that works over here. Um, And I don't think that I'm like, I run the show, but we've definitely had a lot of that. And I would say mostly from feminine identified people. I mean, not just feminine identified people, but also men and masculine identified people who are often like suggestive of the fact that I am too quiet or I am not you're making a decision. They're like, are you okay with that? Is that fine with you? And it's one, I think, on a number of levels, not as respectful to you. And then two, for me, that I wouldn't even voice my own concerns, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think you definitely have had so many of those experiences where people have suggested to you that that you were being too submissive, basically, mm-hmm. that you were not sharing your voice enough and that they were asking you if things were OK for you. Right. Almost like they assumed that we hadn't consulted one another. Now, my theory on this is that. So many people come from partnerships, maybe maybe relationships that aren't like partnerships at all, families of origin, uh previous experiences where that is the case, Mm -hmm. where there is this dynamic where somebody holds the majority of the power and that's that on that. Right. And so they are projecting that onto other people's relationships when they go out into the world. Mm -hmm. They find anybody who is beautiful and nice and sweet and assume you don't have any fire under there. Right. Right. And I think so often that gets projected onto women. In relationships Mm -hmm. and the same people that will have those kinds of interpretations of you would also be telling you to go make my play. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Period. And so it's very, very interesting that you've had those experiences rather often, but then not surprising because of how you show up as a human. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're very nurturing. You're very compassionate uh, and you're very observant. Mm -hmm. I will not say you're not docile by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) Anybody that knows Tiffany very very personally or professionally knows that she's gregarious she's the extroverted person in our relationship she is sassy she's the person that sends food back she's the person that acts for the manager (laughs) she does not play about fairness she will get on the phone and call somebody and tell them how she feels in a minute and so it's just very very interesting that people don't think that that's also the dynamic in our relationship yeah uh and I am so curious about this because I know that this shifted for me in our relationship as I became more masculine. Yeah. I got a lot more of those projections around the space that I take up mm-hmm. as I became more masculine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, a lot of the, the projections about what, what our relationship must be like, yeah. how submissive you must be, yeah. and how dominant I must be, mm-hmm. you know, as I became more masculine. Right. And that was just such an interesting shift for me because one as a transgender person i'm sitting here like you know i like being masculine 
but I also don't want to be toxically masculine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I had to contend with that. Like now people are seeing me as this toxic masculine person. It made me really, yeah. you know, d- it made it sometimes difficult to be just inside of myself. Mm-hmm. But then I had to realize people's projections don't really matter. I don't know what men they encountered, yeah. what masculine people they encountered. They don't know me. Yeah. They don't know our relationship. Mm-hmm. And so much of this stuff around submission gets to power and control, which mm-hmm. is why I think we disagree with it in general. Yeah. We could throw the whole language away. I don't really care what anybody has to say about it. Yeah. I'm a therapist and I'm supposed to be so like neutral about it, but I can't <laughs> be because when we talk about equitable relationships, mm-hmm. there's no room for power and control. Mm-hmm. That's true. These hierarchies. Don't exist in love. That's right. untraditional. Right. And so I'm we're we're working together to break that stuff down, throw it away mm-hmm. if it's not working. Uh, but yeah, I said enough about that. I got all worked up for a second. I'm gonna <laughs> just let y'all listen to Tiffany. What do you think about that? No, I, I mean I feel like the person that I am and the things that I enjoy doing by nature can be seen as like. I don't know, maybe people put in the category of submissive and I'm using air quotes here because, for instance, I really enjoy cooking. Like that is a love language for me. I'm going to bake cupcakes because it's Tuesday and I feel good. Or I'm going to go all out and make a nice steak dinner on Sunday. I do those things out of the goodness of my heart, but also because I really enjoy doing those things, right? right? I also really enjoy hosting people. So I'm getting the house together, making sure everything is nice. It feels good. It smells good. Yeah. I'm also like just a very sentimental person. So if it's like a special day, I might buy a card and make you a candy basket, which I have done. And so I think those things typically can get labeled in the submissive category or they might be seen as more quote unquote here domestic. Yeah. Um, by no stretch of the imagination do I consider myself submissive or yeah. like below mo. That's just yeah. never how we've operated in our relationship. And that's and that's so beautiful that you said that all of that out loud because as you're talking, I'm like, oh yeah, I do all of that too. Yeah. I am right. A domesticated partner. Okay. <laughs> so do you how it's trained. <laughs> you know, I'd be more willing to lean into the idea of me submitting first mm-hmm. because of how we view femininity in our society. Beautiful. So that that word submission doesn't scare me because but I but I know when I walk out into the world people are going to project power onto me in ways that they're not going to for you and so I'm not going to ever be like submit to me that doesn't feel good to think about but I will say too that I get joy out of you know typically not the only person cooking up dinners right (laughs) I am extremely exceptional at making Italian food oh my god so if you know I want something no I'm kidding I mean if I just want to show love I'll make her some Italian Mm -hmm. and that's her favorite you know get her favorite wine Mm -hmm. you're right you should be talking like that baby that chicken piccata you made the other day (laughs) (laughs) yes I agree you know or I'm like extremely clean Mm -hmm. so I'm probably a little bit more neat than Tiffany yeah so I'll do a lot of that um or i fix a bunch of stuff around the house you do majority of the things mm-hmm. um or i'm like making sure we are get our cars are getting yeah, right. and all of that stuff and 
uh, it was one other thing that you said that was like really standing out. But to you me. also and and you also do things like run my bath water. I was gonna say yeah, I rub her. Ba- I run her bath water. I'll rub her feet. I'll pedicure them too. Yeah. In, when we were in a pandemic and we couldn't go out, you know, I take every opportunity mm-hmm. to do those kinds mm-hmm. of things. And but I don't see any of that as necessarily submission. Yeah. So this brings me to a really interesting point that's coming up for me in that phrase, love, honor, and obey. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they just stop at love? Because if you're loving mm-hmm. someone, yeah. you're honoring them mm-hmm. and you're respecting them. Yeah. If what we mean by submission is respect, mm-hmm. that's mutual because love isn't one-sided. It's right. not about power and control. Right. Could we not have just stopped at love? Mm. Just love them. Just love them. Can we let stuff be what it? Can we let love be what it uh-huh. is and stop trying to break it into all these other categories? Right. Nothing else needed to be said after love. Right. That's my opinion. What were you about to say? This? <laughs> Man, you get on some stuff. I feel like I'm I'm still processing. But the one thing I would say is that I think it's interesting that you know people's projections on us, whether it's that I. Whether people have said, you know, or suggested that I'm a church mouse or I don't really speak up when I should, I feel like on the other hand, you've also gotten projections or messages that you always got to go talk to me first or you always got to go listen to me. And so I feel like it's interesting that we both have indirectly been kind of labeled as submission. So submitting. And it makes me wonder if... If both of us are doing this thing, it's equal, right? right. Like, it's not like one submitting. Over, yeah. uh, like, does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of silly. So I just wonder, like, if a healthy level of attentiveness to your partner, yeah. observing right. what they might need. I'm not saying that we should be expected to anticipate our partner's needs. Yeah. However, comma, yeah. I think that we can be observant. If we know that they do particular things on a particular day, how can I be of assistance to them or how can I be of service? I feel like it's one thing to submit, but then there's another thing to be of service to your partner. And I don't think that, I don't know, I just feel like the word submit has such a negative connotation to me. And maybe yeah. that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I hear submit, I almost want to transform that word into surrender. Mm. As I'm listening to you talk, mm. it feels that it's more about surrender and not to your partner. Mm. Surrender to the relationship. Yeah. Surrender to love. Mm. Submit to love. Be of service to love. Exactly. Not to your partner. That's a person. Mm-hmm. Not to yourself, right. that's yourself. Right. But to something bigger than you. Right. Because what you're building is bigger than you. Exactly. Let alone if you have kids right. or you, you build a, a business together mm-hmm. or some type of empire together. Mm-hmm. It's bigger mm-hmm. than the two of you all. And so for me, it feels like submit really is surrender. Yeah. To love. Right. To the relationship. Right. Service to love. Right. Or the vision that you've created for your relationship. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because if we're both showing up like you're talking about Mm -hmm. to the relationship and we're both putting that in to the point where everybody's like, (laughs) y'all just submit to each other all over the place. Right. Is it really that we're just surrendering? Yes. Are we just being vulnerable Mm -hmm. to what creates a healthy, sustainable relationship? Mm -hmm. 
I'm not saying that we have a perfect relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that we're surrendering to the force that allows for us to continue to go and build a healthy, lasting partnership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We still have to do the work to create it. Right. It doesn't mean that we have a perfect relationship that's without challenges. It just means that we lean in. That's what that surrender is about. Absolutely. I love that framing of surrender like that because I think it even conveys um, mutuality there. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes it's been the woman submits to the man, right? Yeah. And I mean, how, like, it's 2022. Like, what are we Mm. doing here? And so I think surrender reframes that nicely so that it's mutual. Like, we both are surrendering. We're both co-creating. We're both being of service to this relationship. Not necessarily like, I'm going to surrender to Mo, but... No, I'm going to surrender to the love that we're trying to create in our relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just bigger than us. So much. It couldn't be about me. Mm-hmm. For anybody that's listening out there, you can't su- you can't submit to another person. Mm. You can't live your life for another person. Yep. Think about if you've ever tried to live for your parents mm-hmm. or do every single thing that they wanted you to do. Right. That's a form of submission. Mm-hmm. How did it work out? Did they lay you down? Did you let them down? Did right. you disappoint them in some way? Did you live the rest of your life trying to work that out in therapy? Mm-hmm. We all have been there. Been there. We can't submit to another person. Mm-hmm. And be in love in a relationship that feels good. Right. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that if you if you take submission from a religious standpoint or you really believe in that principle that you're wrong, it might be that you're calling it submission and you're actually surrendering. Right. Exactly. To, to love. Exactly. So we're not having a different conversation if you walk away from this and you feel like, yeah, we're we're doing all of those things, mm-hmm. but we're calling it something yeah. else. So don't hear me say submission is wrong. Mm -hmm. Submission is wrong when it's about power and control. When it's about you being behind your partner Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not right next to each other. Exactly. Exactly. When it's about you being behind that person, that's a hierarchy that's not going to work out well for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In my humble opinion. No, I agree with that. Absolutely. And I would say to also anybody listening, like whether you have you know, called what we're talking about submission or whether you align more with surrender, whatever the word is, like, it's okay to be of service in relationship. Like, I've had so many people question the things that we've done in our relationship, specifically me, like, you do this for Mo or you do that thing for Mo. And I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with that? Like, it's nothing wrong. What's the example of the thing that you do that gets questioned? I mean, I feel like I've had people say, like, you cook his food and then make a plate. And I'm like, okay, now I don't do this all the time. I'm gonna say that's weird. <laughs> that's news to me, podcast world. <laughs> I mean, it's not something I do all the time, but I remember it. And maybe it's the reason why I don't do it as often, like mm-hmm. on a subconscious level. Like, you cook for him and then you make his plate. Like, in my opinion, that was nothing, like nothing in my head was like, okay, I'm going to submit and this is how I'm going to submit. It was like, I made a nice dinner. I want to plate it nicely. For and my that's dinner. what I was going to say, because I can't even imagine a time where I make this fancy Italian exactly. pasta that you love so much. Right. And I don't plate it. Exactly. Because I, I, it's something about the presentation. Exactly. For me. It's not about 
sauntering over with a plate made exactly. for my bae. Exactly. <laughs> Doing what I'm supposed right. to do as a good partner. Right. It's not about all of that hierarchy stuff. Yeah. It's about like, I really care so much about the presentation. Exactly. Exactly. I want to impress her. Right. And so I can definitely see how we both mm-hmm. have probably been met with that as yeah. well. And I think people just have it twisted. Mm-hmm. I think there have been so many bad examples of what this means right. in our society. Right. That people are still projecting that when they see people that are heteropresenting, mm-hmm. having lasting partnership, doing things as team members and teammates. Mm-hmm. They could still be viewing it from this this yeah. new, this old land. Yeah. And so we're talking about acquiring a new land. Yeah. It's going to be vital. Right. If the if we want to reimagine what relationships can mm-hmm. look like, what marriage can mm-hmm. look like, what lasting committed partnership right. can look like, we have to do away with some of these lenses that do not serve us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're talking here about service, but I can think about this in so many other regards, like communication, like how we communicate with one another. Just because I'm talking to my partner, I'm talking to Mo about like, okay, what are our plans going to be for later today? And we're trying to coordinate something. That doesn't mean I'm going to you to get permission. Right. That just means I'm effectively communicating with my partner so that we're on the same page. And I feel like that's another thing that that we've dealt with. So I think we just really have to unlearn some of these um, outdated messages or ideas about what it has to look like in relationship and to just... Be curious or maybe when you examine a person's relationship, think about how they might be doing it in a different way or in a way that is healthy. Yeah. I mean, first, my advice is to stop trying to examine other people's relationships. <laughs> well, that too. That too. Examine your own. That's the issue. I'm being so combative today. I am no. apologizing in advance. Um, but I'm so activated mm-hmm. by the idea that, you know, even as I'm listening to, to you talk, I can see how so many people are trying to do away exactly. with those old interpretations right. by then going to the opposite extreme. So I want to talk about that because I don't want anybody to leave here thinking I'm saying absolutely never, ever, 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 ever do anything vulnerable with your mm-hmm, partner. Mm-hmm. I'm never submitting. We have to just get clear about yeah. what I mean by submission, what Tiffany means by submission. Right. So in this context of this example, for instance, I think we used to share one car getting around the city of Chicago. Now, I used to have to go from one end of that city (laughs) all the way to the next. When I say 8200 South, go all the way up to zero. So that's 82 blocks and then get all the way to 5600 North. That's how far I was going. I don't even know how many blocks that is. And you add it up together, 130 something. Let alone the East and the West. Let alone the East (laughs) and the West. I was like... I was like 2,800 West or something yeah. and then having to go all the way to the lake. It was crazy. So mm-hmm. I'm like, really? These were long commutes. Mm-hmm. We're sharing one car. Tiffany worked on the South side. Mm-hmm. So anything that we needed to do and then we had friends all over the city. Right. If they had, they wanted to hang out with Tiffany, they might say, okay, I want to hang out Saturday at such and such time. We have one car. Mm-hmm. Tiffany's not from there. Sometimes right. our winners are brutal. So she'll be like, let me see, let me check with Mo's schedule and mm-hmm. I'll get back to you. Right. Now they will be like, why are you getting permission exactly. from Mo? Exactly. Now that wasn't about permission. It was about 
honoring that we have one car mm -hmm. and being so considerate exactly. about what I had to do mm -hmm. that she would ask me, hey, you know, is your schedule free? And she would take the time to talk to me mm -hmm. and put it on the calendar mm -hmm. instead of creating chaos in our exactly. lives by having over arch like overlapping commitments. Yep. Yep. And I think that we avoid a lot of chaos by talking to that degree. Mm -hmm. But I could see how in those contexts, these other people were probably so scarred by the submission that they had seen in their life right. that they went to the other extreme. Well, I don't have to run anything past mm -hmm. you. And I'm going to say this. Don't go from I'm not going to submit to being the kind of person that just is not good in a relationship. There has to be a middle ground. Mm -hmm. uh, and I did, I really felt like I walked away from those moments being like, wow, like there's a real extreme you could go to. Yeah. So I don't ever want to be that. <laughs> I want to keep leaning in, being vulnerable, yeah. having those conversations. But I, in this moment, I want to give Tiffany a moment to talk about that because those moments happened to her, really. Yeah. Um, but the the idea that they ever thought that they'd have to run, she didn't run anything past me. Yeah. just is like wow but i guess everybody doesn't have the same experience having conversations right that keep your relationship balanced right i mean it just made me realize how much people don't talk in relationship yeah. like and and secondly how much these people who were friends at the time don't know me or didn't know me like to think that i tiffany in the year 2019 or whatever that year was needed permission to go get my nails done with you is bizarre. Like, it's absolutely bizarre that they would think I needed permission. Um, and so needless to say, um, some of those relationships are are no longer because I think that it was just a unappreciation for how I showed up in relationship. And I'm probably also spilled over into the friendship. I'm just a very considerate person. And Sometimes to a fault, but I would say in this relationship, very considerate because I knew considerate to our relationship, but also to the friends here. Like, I don't want to say like, yeah, I can go with you to the nail salon. And then I have to come back two days later and say, well, actually, no, that's not going to really work out. So I'm yeah. trying to be respectful of everybody here. And so, I mean, those moments were definitely hurtful for, for the right. reasons that I, I have listed here. But I think most hurtful was that I like needed your permission or that I had to go to you to that they thought that you had right to go that to they me. thought you that be clear about that they because, thought because that was not the case yeah and I think you know it also maybe I'm sitting with as a therapist the pain that maybe they were mm -hmm. holding that even created that lens mm -hmm. for them that they yeah. saw someone operate in that way or submit in that way mm -hmm. that they had these experiences that that then changed how they looked at our dynamic mm -hmm. they saw someone have to ask permission to yes. their stuff yeah because where do you get that from mm -hmm. and so i think that that's painful to sit mm -hmm. with and so i just want to honor right now okay. that that could be potentially where right. that's coming from the projection I always want to hold space for that, mm -hmm. even as I'm getting passionately frustrated because I know that yeah. everybody's journey is unique and is different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that could have also caused the rebellion. Like, well, we're never going to talk about anything. Y'all have to write anything past right. anybody. Right. And I think that that's cute. But when you talk about having a lasting, committed relationship that's going to work, 
think about how how it will work if we hadn't laid that foundation. Mm. Now we have a child. We have to coordinate schedules all of the time. We had already built that foundation. Mm. What if you get to having a child and you've never talked about anything? Mm. I thought you had the baby bag in the milk. Wasn't it your turn to pick that up? Wasn't it your turn to write at the school? Right. I thought, you know, I thought, I told you I had this meeting. Mm. I mean, really, honestly, some evenings I have interviews. I have, you know... I have all kinds of trainings that I'm giving. And then we were in a pandemic, so I'm doing it from home. Yeah. Tiffany was, you know, sitting there with our newborn daughter. Some of the time you might hear her in the background like, what? <laughs> yeah. We did the best that we could, but we, we coordinated very, very meticulously mm-hmm. and meth- methodically. Mm-hmm. And we laid that foundation early in our relationship, right. so it worked. But I could only imagine. No, I could only imagine. Because throw in a baby, like, that just complicates things even more and so i i think you're you're touching on a lot of things and i feel like communication in general could just be a whole like series of episodes here um but i will i i mean if i could say anything to anybody listening i would say that you know it is okay to surrender and be of service to your relationship there is absolutely nothing wrong with it you also don't have to submit in the toxic traditional ways of like being so selfless that you're no longer taking care of yourself or you're neglecting your needs for your partner's needs like it is 2022 like you don't have to do that anymore yeah um so that would be my kind of advice leaving leaving things and if anyone requires that of you to Mm -hmm. give up yourself in order to honor and obey them they're asking too much. Yep. That it comes at too high of a cost. Mm-hmm. No relationship that is healthy, that's going to have long-term success, abundance, the kind of joy that you live three lifetimes for is going to require that you lose yourself, mm-hmm. that you step behind that other person or those other people, mm-hmm. that you be less than. Mm-hmm. A relationship that is loving, abundant, is going to call you to your authenticity. It's going to call you higher. It's going to surrender to you. It's going to meet you every single time that you rise. And it's going to greet you with more love. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I just appreciate you setting that up. I took the alley-oop and I just <laughs> wanted to knock that right in because yeah. I just am so grateful to even hear you say and just give like advice to yeah. anybody who might be listening that mm-hmm. that needs to know that a relationship doesn't require that you submit. No. In this traditional way of exactly. losing yourself. Exactly. I love how you name that. Mm-hmm. And so that's our main point. That's our mm-hmm. that's our main idea. I know we have to have these conversations even more. But I thank you all so much for listening today. Yeah. This has been Hashtag Love Goes Podcast with Mo Ari. And Tiffany. We look forward to seeing you all soon. Have a great day and be well. Bye. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want your question featured in an upcoming episode of the Hashtag Love Goals Podcast, go ahead and send your question to lovegoalspodcast at gmail.com. Check out our website at lovegoalspodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at lovegoalspodcast. We look forward to hearing from you soon. 